Welcome to the Her Inspired Journey podcast, a show all for women about living your best life and fulfilling your passions from the backcountry to the table. No matter where you are, what hurdles you faced, or where you want to go next, we're right here on this journey with you. It's time to take charge, pave your way, and create success. I am on again today with returning guest Gina Shively. She is known on Instagram as Wild Well Fed. She is a kitchen goddess. I am not kidding. I flew from Oregon to Anchorage, Alaska, just so that I could have some breakfast with her. Not joking. She is fantastic in the kitchen. She always brings just new inspiration, new ideas. And this will be her third time on the show. In the show notes, I will link to some of the other episodes that she has done with us. But it's just really a pleasure to have her on. Today, we are talking about meal prep, meal planning, how to save money, how to save time, and how to not sacrifice putting, uh, lowering your food budget, especially right now with all of this COVID stuff going on. I know money can be really tight for people. Lots of people have lost their jobs. So talking about prepping food and getting meals on your plate that are not sacrificing good quality food and some good inspiration as far as breakfast, lunch, and dinner goes. We are also going to talk about on this episode, Wild Inspired Meals on a Budget, which is the six-week meal planning guide that her and I are launching right now together. Information, full details, and all of that jazz will be in the show notes as well, so please be sure to check that out. Uh, It was just a pleasure to have her on. She's so much fun to talk to. I love sitting anywhere with her, eating any meal, talking about all of the things. So I hope that you enjoy this episode. Before we roll right into it, we are going to talk one more time about this being National Lyme Disease Awareness Month. Now, I say that with some pause because I want you to know how important it is to really think about the interaction that you have when you're in the outdoors, whether you're just going on a hike, maybe you're mountain biking, maybe you're going for a drive. Ticks are everywhere. For me personally, it was a couple weeks ago, I really started to think about tick season when I went out on my first shed hunting trip. Honestly, I hadn't been out of my vehicle for a matter of minutes, and I already had black leg ticks crawling on me. Of course, I am using Sawyer as I have been for the last four or five years now. Um, They've got permethrin, Picardin, and lots of different applications. You can spray down your gear, your clothes, your socks, your boots. You can even use it on your skin. The Picardin will go. It's just a lotion. Um, You can use that on your skin. I've also used it on my dog. So I put a little on my hands and I'll wipe her down with it. It's totally safe. It's scent free and it's going to help keep these nasty critters away from you. You do not want to risk bites from these nasty little critters because they can do a lot of damage to you. They can even be fatal. So make sure you go over to Sawyer.com and check out what they have as far as prevention from ticks. Um, And also they've got some great products uh, for other adventures in the outdoors. So they have things like water filtration system, gravity bags, um, and a variety of other things. So head over to Sawyer.com and see what they've got going on right now. Okay, I am on today with returning guest Gina Shively. This is the third time you've been on the podcast, I think. Yeah, I think it is the third time. I'm just starting to feel like we can't get enough of each other. 
I, I feel like that's what life keeps telling us. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm excited to have you back on. And today we're talking about something that is, uh, there's just no way around it. Everybody's got to eat food. Everybody's got to figure out how to get it on the plate, what works for budgeting, you know, how people want to eat. Is it healthy? Is it just whatever you can get? But today we're going to specifically talk about meal planning, why it's important, how it can save you money and time. And you are the person to have on because you are, when I think about kitchen, cooking, prepping, you're like my go-to girl. So let's do this. So talk to me a little bit about what's going on with you guys right now, how, you know, this specific area, you know, getting food on the table has maybe changed for you guys. I know that your life since you've been on last has drastically changed. I don't know if you want to talk about that a little bit and just kind of how you're having to adapt with your family to do things a little bit different right now. Yeah, I guess it's kind of weird to think about last time we talked, my life has drastically changed Um, since I talked to you last. I started flight training, flight school to become a commercial pilot. Oh, I don't know if you can hear that. That's a helicopter now. Um, yeah, so that is a pretty big time commitment. There's a surprising amount of studying for that and then, you know, just actual flying time. So that takes a huge amount of time. And then also recently with this uh, COVID thing, my husband has uh, lost his job. He was laid off. So that kind of makes money a little tight. So... Lately, meal planning has become even more important because I'm short on time and money. So I need to be a little bit more mindful about where my time and my money is going. And it's, and, you know, it's, it's, I think so many people can relate to this right now because maybe people are not in that exact predicament where time has really changed a bunch or finances, maybe you haven't been laid off. But I think there's a little bit of scarcity going into it of maybe an unsure future or where things will go or how finances or the economy will look in the very near future. So it's a really good idea to kind of start tightening that up now. Yeah, for sure. And I I think there are just so many people right now that are in a similar boat, you know, it's very applicable to everyone right now. And the nice thing, too, is when you get really specific about your meal plans, what's going to end up on the table, how much, you know, getting that grocery list dialed in, I think it really works to help save food waste, too, which I know not everybody is like over the top when it comes to, you know, saving food or wasting food or whatever. But I know for us in this house, that's one of our pet peeves. My kids know it. I know it's like we just don't waste food. That's something that's a huge priority for us. As much as the money that we spend on it, we want to just make sure that it's being used. You know, if we can't use it and it's scrap, it goes to the chickens or whatever. But talk a little bit too about all of the different ways, like how you really see that this can change your approach to food as a whole, waste, time, money, and all of those things. Yeah, I, and I think I'm a big sucker for food and waste too, and there's like nothing worse than at the end of the week, you know, looking in your fridge and seeing things that you should have eaten three days ago and that you have to now throw away. So when you're really mindful and you plan those things, you're only buying food that you have a plan for, which I think really helps. And that, that saves money also. So if you go to the store... I don't, maybe it's just me, but when I go to the store without a plan, I come back with the most random things that don't always even go together. And then you don't know how you're going to use them. And so then you're still like spending the time when it's time to get something on the table, you know, trying to figure out how they all fit together and you might not use them. So, you know, if you have a plan before you go to the store, you're only buying what you need, which is, you know, really cuts down on food and money waste, I guess. And then also I tend to make better choices when I'm not hungry 
I think it's probably common, but if you wait till you're hungry to decide what to eat, you're not going to make as good choices. But if you have a plan, it's that one less decision that you have to make at the end of your long day. You can just be like, oh, this is what I had planned. These are ingredients that are already set for me. So that's a huge time and energy saver as well. Absolutely. And I don't know about you, but if I go to the grocery store hungry or after I've hit a hard workout and that food craving comes on or that hunger pain comes on, I know that I end up with way more both invested in food and stuff that I just don't typically eat. You know, I'll tap into those cravings or into those more indulgent foods if I go hungry. So for sure, once you have your plan and you make it to the store, make sure that you've eaten before, that you're not going to get into that face of temptation where you end up taking a bunch of things home that you don't actually want or need. Well, grocery stores are designed to prey on those temptations. You know, like when you walk in, the first thing you see is going to be like an end cap with food that they want you to buy that isn't necessarily good for you. So they're, you know, grocery stores are kind of designed to you know, play into that. So it's nice to have a plan so you don't fall into that marketing. Definitely. So when you're talking about doing a food plan, when you're really thinking about this, and we're going to talk a lot more about food plans specifically uh, as we get into this episode, because you and I are putting out a six-week plan that we're definitely going to share on this episode today. But for somebody who's just trying to think about like, well, what are the steps that I would actually need to take? Or how do I need to visualize, you know, my food for the week? Um, how do I break this down to make an effective food plan? You know, is it, does it come down to every single ingredient, including the spices or how do you take this approach to meal planning, Gina? I think it's going to be a little bit different for everyone and what their comfort level is in the kitchen. Um, and you know, how well stocked their pantry is, but I've kind of started to loosen up and I also tend to cook some of the same recipes, you know, like I have my go-to. So when I'm cooking those, especially, you know, I, I know that and I know what I have in the pantry, but I think the first step is just to like pick a day, hopefully like every week that you have some time set aside that you can do it, you know, like just put on your calendar. Otherwise it's not going to happen, you know, Sunday night or whenever. And so I think picking a day is the first step, which, you know, seems simple and obvious, but if you don't do it, nothing else happens. Um, and I like to sit down with my calendar and a piece of paper or, you know, something to write my food plan down and that way I can get a look at next week and I can be really honest with myself like how much time I'm going to have each day to cook because you don't want to plan something elaborate on days that you know you're coming home at 7 p.m um and I like to sit down like once I have my calendar I like to sit down with either a list of meals I like cooking or a pinsters page or some sort of like inspiration maybe you know sometimes I'll just pick a cookbook to cook out of for one week to keep it simple and, you know, just kind of go through some meals. And I don't know about you, but I get kind of overwhelmed with too many decisions. So sometimes I like to have, like, themes for, like, every Monday I eat curry or something like that, you know? So it really, like, cuts down on the decisions I have to make because I can be super indecisive. Um, so, you know, it's like Taco Tuesday or, you know, Fish Friday kind of sort of thing. And it seems kind of simple, but it's amazing how much time it will save you in the long run and once I pick those recipes I like to make them like bookmark them or get them so they're easy to find when I actually do sit down to cook and then once I have all of the meals picked I just make a list and if I have an idea what's in my house I'll just write down the ingredients that I know I need to buy but sometimes it's really helpful to you know 
you can do it on a computer you can save it and you know paste it or you can just write down every ingredient because sometimes you don't have in your house what you think you have <laughs> so <that's> true frustrating. <laughs> someone else ate it or something like that so then I'll go through and check my pantry check my fridge see what I have and sometimes it's good to check your fridge before too because you can kind of get an idea of what you need to eat first and you know what's getting almost close to past its prime Yes, that's a great, great idea, you know, because it's easy just to go, oh, yeah, I have heavy cream or oh, yeah, I have this. But technically, you know, if there's things that you should put um, on the food menu earlier in the list, it's really good to have that in mind. So I think that's huge. And I totally get you on the decision fatigue because I feel like I live in a perpetual state of decision fatigue, um, mm-hmm. which, you know, as like a single parent, like I'm running this. I want to say shit show, but maybe I should use the word family (laughs) by myself, you know? So there's just so many things that I have to take the reins on. Um, But having a food theme, you are a genius. I love that idea. It makes it so much easier and kind of fun. Yeah, definitely. And I think the boys would get in that, into that idea as well. Just having something they can look forward to. I know my youngest son really likes, he likes routine to like a very strong level so if he knew like every Monday we were going to have burgers or every Tuesday was going to be tacos you know I think he'd really get into that and honestly it might make them a little bit more uh, interested in getting involved in helping out in the kitchen and making some of these meals as well I know that you're really good about having your kids get involved what does that look like for you guys and your family is that kind of sporadic or are there specific dishes or food items that they like to cook more than others um, it can be kind of sporadic because, you know, like a three-year-old is not the most predictable creature. Um, but yeah, so when I, I'll ask them, especially if I have a little bit extra time, um, cause they're not quite to the helpful stage yet. And, um, they have these cute little kitchen knives and so their favorite thing to do is cut vegetables. So even if it wasn't really planned, if, if he wants to help, I will get some carrots out and we will add carrots to anything. Um, but yeah, they have these cute little special knives that um, teach them proper knife technique and kind of keep their little finger safe. There's like a little guard. And we'll just chop vegetables together. And I find that any way that you can get your kids involved, it's like a great way to get them excited about the meal and maybe try something that they wouldn't necessarily want to try. Um, it can be a good way to get your kids to eat healthy. If, like, if they pick the meal or if they had any sort of hand in cooking it, I think that you know that's super important. And those are important skills that are going to, follow them for the rest of their life basically definitely well and there's just there's a security in knowing that you know how to make something to eat you know and I just think that teaching kids to be a little bit more self-reliant and of course we want to be there to to you know be a part of that with them but having them build their confidence and knowing how to navigate the kitchen I think is a really uh, important skill to have oh for sure I 100% agree so let's Get your take, Gina, on batch cooking. Um, I know that from your Instagram feed and just from knowing you personally that this is something where we we really align in this idea of cooking in batches. But let's get your take on that and uh, just kind of how it helps your family uh, continue the busy lifestyle without feeling like you're a slave to the kitchen all of the time. Um, I'm a huge fan of batch cooking. It's a great and sometimes it's even like a better tool than usual. Like if you look down and you're like, Hey, this night is going to be crazy busy. I just want to heat something up. And that's one of the nice things about meal planning is the night before you can just double a recipe or sometimes I'll just double a recipe and then we'll have the leftovers for lunch. Um, or if 
you know, if you think ahead, you can be like, oh, we're going to use this ingredient two different ways. You know, maybe it's like taco meat. You know, you could do like a fun taco meat casserole one night and then, you know, a chili the next night and use the same meat, you know, so you can cut down time that way, which I really liked. Um, and then eat leftovers too, which, which is really nice about, you know, fast cooking. So you're totally speaking my language. This idea of make it once, eat it twice, or sometimes in our case, three times, because if you can make some of those things, like you were talking about, like the taco meat, if you can just make a big batch or at least brown the meat or whatever that looks like for you. And then the next couple nights you can pull from that or maybe throw it into some lunches. But the thing is with leftovers, and I know some people are very adamantly against having the same food more than once. They need a little bit variety or they are totally not a leftover fan. I don't trust those people personally. Um, I don't get it. <laughs> but it's nice because then you can really just make anything that you want. And if you don't necessarily flavor it like taco flavored or have a specific theme to that, then you can do something totally different as far as the palate and taste goes the next day with it. So what are some of your favorite? Do you like have any of those favorite? I know you talked about tacos, casserole, that kind of stuff, but... Uh, when it comes to maybe even like steaks, are there some things that you like to do uh, as a way to prepare those so that you can use them a little bit more versatile the next day? Yeah, well, steaks, um, I'm usually pretty boring when I cook them. I just like to sear them in a cast iron skillet and make like a little pan sauce. But steak is a great thing that you throw on a salad the next day. Or one of my go-to meals is a frittata. And you can throw literally anything in your frittata. So that's a great way to utilize and kind of switch up some of your things. But, you know, think about salad, you can put it on. Um, soups are also a great food to use leftovers on that you can really transform the flavor and the texture. And they're super easy to make. Um, yeah, so um, steaks, you can put them on salads. I keep, I'm like, must be hungry and want taco salad. I feel like I keep bringing that up. Um you know, yeah. one thing I really like to do, too, is a lot of times if I end up, like, if I've cooked a roast or if I have um, some extra liquid from making a meat in the crock pot or maybe in a pan, what I like to do is save that, and I'll actually put it into a soup stock, or I might get out some bones out of the freezer and do a bone broth from that, because it's already got a little bit extra flavor packed into yes. it, so I'll just throw that right in. Like, honestly, in this house, there's nothing that hits the floor. Nothing goes to waste. And uh, in those sad moments that we do, we we very graciously give them to the chickens. But um, there's just so many different ways that you can roll over different food items and uh, just change the flavor, change the menu, um, and just kind of add some more variety to that. For sure. And like you kind of touched on like soups are a great way to do that. And, you know, bone broth you can put into almost anything and drippings can be reduced. They can just be, you know, the sauce themselves. There's so many ways to repurpose so many things. Definitely. So from here, let's talk about the six week wild inspired meals on a budget. So you came to me a couple weeks ago and you're like, you know what? I know that you're here, I'm here, and so many other people are in this place where we've kind of got to just figure out how to maximize where we're spending our money, what we're spending it on, but nobody wants to sacrifice, you know, the quality of food that they're getting. So one of the questions that I have for you when people really want to, um, when they're going to the grocery store, whether they end up doing the six-week meal plan that we're about to talk about or not, 
What are some ways that you can save? I know that there's this big debate over organic versus inorganic, uh, farm fresh or farm raised, free range, cage free, all that kind of stuff. Like what are some areas that you could maybe sacrifice buying a lower level or lower quality of food versus some ways that you're just not willing to sacrifice? Yeah. And I think first off, um, you, if you can't afford something, I think you, you buy what you can't afford and you know that you're doing the best you can and don't beat yourself up about that. And if you're buying a non-organic chicken and you're eating meat, it's still so much better for you than buying something that's like ultra processed. So you're still doing good things for your body. So I think the first thing is like, don't feel any shame or guilt in the food that you do buy um, and know that you're just doing your best. But there are some things that are better to, you know, go non-organic versus organic. And I think there's, there's a list out there. It's like the dirty eight. So if you're going to peel the skin off, you know, that's a great place not to go organic. Um, and then there's, you know, you can always, sometimes the other day I bought non-organic grapes and I just like took a little bit of extra time washing them. I, I did like a little, um, vinegar bath, like a splash of vinegar in the water and really wash them well. So there's things like that, that you can do too, to kind of mitigate some of the differences. Um, And also just maybe don't buy some of the really expensive things and think about where you get your most, you know, the bang for your buck. So if you can't afford, you know, organic chicken breast, maybe you can afford the whole chicken, you know, and then that's a whole fun rabbit hole you can go down with bone broth and, you know, using different parts of the chicken. But, you know, sometimes if you buy bigger or bulk, that's a great way to maybe stretch your buck. Um, I tend to buy... Recently, we tried like a lower grade egg and Courtney, you won't understand this because you're so lucky to have chickens. Um, (laughs) But we decided that that personally wasn't worth it for us because at least the eggs up here, like color of the yolk was just not the same. They just they just weren't as good. So we decided to, you know, splurge a little bit by a little bit nicer egg. So I'm curious to know your thoughts, Gina, on. And I know that you said, and I totally support this, like, don't feel shame if you can't buy free range chicken or if you can't buy organic eggs, like it's, you know, do what you can figure out where you can kind of just like mitigate and uh, do the best for your, for whatever your budget is. But what are your thoughts? And I, this is an entire rabbit hole. I should just slap myself before I even say it, but (laughs) buying a hormone or antibiotic filled chicken or even beef the repercussions or the long-term effects of having of, of intaking maybe if you have maybe it's not just like once here or there but you do this routinely you buy that chicken that's not necessarily the highest grade it's filled with hormones or antibiotics um, do you feel like that there's a long-term effect on microbiome health and gut health and all that kind of stuff I think there is I mean and I'm I'm super lucky because I'm a hunter so fortunately I don't have to make this decision every day but I think there is and I think that there has to be some sort of repercussions for um ingesting extra hormones and whatever they're giving to those animals and I know personally I care where my food comes from and the life that it lives so for me I put a high priority on buying high quality meat just because it, it hurts my heart thinking about you know animals living in unhumane situations and I don't want extra hormones, you know, running around in my body. And I mean, I don't think we know enough about the microbiome to know exactly what's good and bad, but the tiniest thing does change it, you know? And so that's just not really a risk that I'm willing to make at this time. Um, 
so I, I allocate some money whenever I buy, you know, that's, that's something that I, I personally, I don't like to, you know, compromise on, but I would take money from somewhere else to buy high quality meat. Do you feel like there's any specific like supplementation or probiotic adding things like yogurt or kimchi or kombucha? Like, do you feel like there's any benefit to adding that in if you were going to have something like maybe a lower quality chicken or a traditionally raised beef? I think anytime that you can give your body a little bit of help, you know, I, I'm a fan of fermented foods. I drink kombucha, you know, I, I think that anytime your body's more robust, it's going to handle with any sort of threat better. So, I mean, it has to help, you know, like being healthy makes you able to put up with a lot more things and helps your body deal with everything. And, you know, just giving it what it needs so that when it counters something that's less than ideal, that it can combat that. Yeah, for sure. And I think a lot of people are surprised at how much of like the immune system and uh, serotonin regulation happens and it starts in our gut. So, you know, it's mostly there. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really important to, you know, like, I think sometimes it's easy to, to, to neglect that because it's not like, you know, some surface level thing that you see right? It could yeah. be a feeling, but sometimes I think it's easy to make excuses or to not maybe to overlook where those feelings are coming from. But so much of that, like your immune system, your overall health, you're happy, you feel good, um, and hormone regulation is going to start in the gut. So I think it is really important to think about those things. And again, if you need to buy a certain level of chicken, do that, do whatever is important for your family within your means. That is always the best choice. But if you can, chicken for me, traditional beef, those are some of the things that I really try to stay away from. Um, And, you know, if you can buy uh, free range or grass fed, or if you can get wild game, or if you can start hunting, if you don't already, I'm all for, for that for sure. For sure, or raise chickens yourself. Chickens are a great little hobby farm animal. Yes, they are. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. I know all about that. (laughs) I miss my chickens. So let's talk now about this uh, wild-inspired meals that we are doing. We're doing a six-week plan. Can you outline that for us? What does that look like if somebody's like saying, hey, I would really love some inspiration. By the way, I love the birds in the background. It's making me feel right at home. (laughs) (laughs) It's so pretty outside. Um, Yeah, so every week in your inbox, you're going to get five dinners. Um, Again, I don't think that giving seven dinners is really necessary. Something's going to come up. You know, you're going to go out to eat or you're going to eat it twice. So I think five tends to be like a sweet spot for most people. Uh, It's going to come with a shopping list for those dinners. We're going to give you breakfast and lunch inspiration. I think that sometimes well I usually don't eat breakfast but I think breakfast and lunch usually just happen you can you know grab some eggs or whatever but we will be giving you breakfast inspiration just so you have like a little bit of idea where to go uh we'll give you tips and tricks for eating healthy making the most out of your food out of food scraps how to cook how to you know save time and then there will also be that private Facebook community where we can get together if you have questions we can answer it you know, maybe some little cooking demos, fun things like that. So what if somebody was on a specific um, type of diet, whether they're on keto or they're just trying to focus on low carb or maybe they're taking more of a paleo approach? Will this be something that can be modifiable for that person? Absolutely. I think that being able to modify diets to meet your needs, because we all have such different needs, right? You know, always. Um, so 
along with those dinner recipes, we will be giving you like substitution ideas to make it fit your lifestyle and your preferences. Perfect. And the nice thing about this too, and you know, if somebody is not necessarily like, when I think of you in all honesty, you are like, I'm like, can I show up at your house for every single meal of the day? <laughs> yes, yes, you can. <laughs> um, so the, it, it can be just kind of nice sometimes to have a fresh perspective or some new inspired, you know, just variety in meals because although I am a total fan of the staples, kind of we have our own routine. I think every family or every person kind of has those few things that you go back on that you have routinely, but it can be nice to just kind of change things up and figure out a new way of providing healthy meals. And again, we're going to do this in a way for everybody that keeps money front and center as well as time. Yes. Yeah. Those are such precious resources. Yeah. I think too, like, it's kind of like when you go to someone's house and you're like, I would have never eaten this before. And they're like, oh, I eat this all the time. So it's like fun to get that fresh perspective to like, you know, switch it up to your taste buds. Definitely. Definitely. Well, we are going to roll this out. Um, like you and I have talked about, Gina, we are just kind of putting feelers out there in the pre-launch stage to see what the response is like. So for sure, if this is something that you could use that would be valuable to you, there will be a place in the show notes. So wherever you're listening to this podcast right now, just tap on the show notes and you can get more information, see those details. And what is the greatest thing about this, Gina? That it's all done for you. We handle it all. And how much is it? It's only $27 for the whole six weeks. So, so it's like less than a cup of coffee a week, basically. So I'm saying there's no reason not to get in on this and to have some meals recipes tips tricks all that stuff sent right to your inbox and you'll save so much more than that you know with the meal plan and not throwing away food or buying things that you don't need so i think it will really pay for itself in the first week so what else is new with you we're going to talk a meal plan and all that kind of stuff but let's talk about your hunting plans for this year and kind of what your guys' summer is going to look like yeah so this summer um because we don't have any traditional jobs. We're really taking this opportunity to get out and spend a lot of time with the kids. Um, we're going camping today and it's Wednesday because days of the week don't matter to us. So we're really trying to take advantage of that and just be outside as much as possible. Um, for hunting plans, I think it's my turn to be a pack animal. So hopefully you can come up or I would love to help someone haul some meat off the mountain. That's just kind of, you know, I've, I've pulled the trigger enough, um, in the last few years, I'd, I'd really love to help someone, you know, go out and hunt an animal. So that's kind of my plans. Awesome. And talk to us about this whole pilot's license thing, because that was a huge change for you. And I know we touched on it at the beginning of this episode. Um, but what really sparked or gave you the confidence to just take that leap of faith and to go after this new dream? Oh, man, it was so sudden. Um, I... I, before, it's interesting that you touch on confidence. Um, you know, just a few years ago, there's no way I would have had the confidence to become a pilot. And I, it never even, like, was in my head as a possibility. I'm like, those are super smart people. You know, like, that's just, that's just not me. And I had a friend, he's like, oh, you should be a pilot. And I'm like, you know, I'm just, I'm not smart enough, you know. And so, um, I guess it was last fall, um, my husband kind of brought it up and something just stuck and we were walking the kids and it's like, you should become a pilot. And by the end of the pilot, I, I was like researching flight training schools. Um, but I, yeah, I think just like seeing my friends around me do 
awesome things and then seeing that you know if you just kind of put your head down and work just you know you can really do so much more than you think you can you know and watching people like you and Heather you know just kind of gave me more confidence to like just go out there and you know just one small step at a time just keep on keep on at it so yeah now I'm a private pilot and I'm working on my instrument reading and hopefully I will become a commercial pilot soon so cool so cool. I've just lived vicariously through all of your pictures and just seeing you. And I just, I feel like even if I just, if I only were to know you via social media, I can see your confidence building and I can just see like that smile and the sincerity and like the, just the passion that you have right now is just like increasing. So I love that. That's not to say that life isn't throwing us some crazy curveballs right now, but the fact that you are remaining like steadfast in your desire to just like tackle this, you know, to do something to to uh, hone a new skill, I absolutely love it. I find so much inspiration in that, and I know that after our trip to Alaska last year, um, I came home with just so much renewed inspiration and confidence in myself and the abilities that I have. Um, and you know, just like side note, yes, there are times when we don't all feel confident, even the most passionate people, even the most driven people have moments where they need to, you know, have somebody pick themselves up. So it's so cool to have a support group of people like you. And you mentioned Heather Kelly of Heather's Choice, like, you know, men and women who are just tackling life and not doing it flawlessly, but they're, you know, when they need to, they're standing up, they're dusting themselves off. And they're remaining, you know, on that course. I just have so much um, love and admiration for people like that. So thank you for being one of those people in my life, Gina. Well, thank you. You're that person for me, too. So I think we should get off of here and get to doing some more meal planning. Again, you can find uh, information on the Wild Inspired Meals on a Budget in the show notes. You can also reach out to myself uh, at her inspired journey on Instagram, or where can people get a hold of you, Gina? Um, yeah, Instagram's probably the best place I, to find me. Um, I always, you know, answer DMs. I'm not always great at checking emails, but I also my website is wildandwellfed.com, and I have some fun recipes and stuff like that there. Cool. And you are wild well fed on Instagram. Yes, correct. You know something else I want to talk about while we're here, and this is just a total squirrel moment, but you just recently also took on a little bit of a like a side hobby because it's something that you are truly passionate about, and that is sustainability, healthy products. So talk to us a little bit about Beauty Counter and what you're doing there. Oh, yeah. I recently just became a Beauty Counter consultant, which if you knew me, you'd be like, wait, makeup? wait, what? Um, but I've been using beauty counter products for about two years because I love their products and I love where the company is. It's a really like education and advocacy forward company. They're B certified. They, they put safety first and they've banned 1800 questionable or unsafe products as opposed to the U S has banned like 30. So they really use science to find the safest products that are also really, really effective. Um, they're constantly working on their, um, their carbon footprint and they really put safety first, but then also their products just work so well. So I decided to become a consultant to kind of spread the safer personal product word just cause I like sharing about it and what you put on your skin is, is important as what you put in your mouth. 
Absolutely. I could not agree more. And I love that they're really thinking about their the carbon footprint because, you know, recently and, and actually after being around you a little bit more, visiting your house a couple times, I started thinking about things like, you know, reusing or using uh, cloth napkins and reducing my food packaging, you know, or I buy specific things now depending on if they come in, like, you know, the big salad kits that come in the big um, plastic containers, you know, those are out for me. So just doing different things so we can reduce how much we're putting back into the earth, um, I think is awesome. So excited to see that. Where can they learn more about um, your role in as a consultant in Beauty Counter? Yeah, so that's wildwell.ness. Um, so W-I-L-D-W-E-L-L dot n-e-s-s and that's where they can find me there cool and i'll link to that in the show notes as well thank you again so much for coming on the show i know you are a busy woman and i'm sure there's kids running around the house right now trying to go where's mom i'm hungry so <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> we'll let right. you get back to that sounds good it was great talking with you well ladies that does it for this show for today i hope that you found some inspiration some good advice and definitely some encouragement to take with you on the rest of your week I'm already looking forward to coming back next week and giving you some more insight, some inspiration, and some tips on how to navigate your best life. Please be sure to hit the subscribe button and leave a review. Your feedback is so important to me. I would love to know the questions that you have, any topics or ideas, and your feedback. You are so valuable to me, and I really appreciate you taking the time to leave the review and subscribe to the show. See you next week on Her Inspired Journey.